up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Roots, Rednecks, and Radicals podcast. Today, we're going to learn something new and interesting in the world of Americana, Roots, and folk music. But before I get to that, I just want to say a quick reminder to like, follow, and subscribe wherever you're listening to this. And if you're on social media, give me a follow if you haven't already. I'm on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Just search up the name of the show and you'll find me there. All right, let's talk about today's episode. Today is Thanksgiving, and last night on my show, I did a, a Thanksgiving episode I've never done before. Um, this is a kind of a new one for me. Um, and basically, the idea was this, that um, uh, there's a lot of music out there that I'm very grateful for, that it exists, and that the artists are out there making music. And I wanted to do a show exploring that. So I, I play three songs. We talk about uh, Cover Me Up from Jason Isbell. We talk about Where Did You Sleep Last Night by Nirvana. And then uh, finish it up with Friend of the Devil by Jerry Garcia and David Grisman. So there you go. Hope you're having a good Thanksgiving weekend and uh, seeing some friends and family and all that kind of stuff. Let's get to the show in this next set i wanted to uh do a little a a, a little gratitude a little thanksgiving if you will since thanksgiving is um is this week and everyone around the country is gathering with family and friends and uh, being thankful and grateful for everything that they have so i was uh just doing a little thinking this week about music and musicians and songs that i am thankful for that i'm grateful for for these artists existing in these songs existing in the world and uh just kind of thinking about like what what are the uh if I had to pick some songs that I'm grateful for, what would they be? And man, um, spent a lot of time thinking about it, just kind of going through the list of artists and songs and people and all that kind of stuff. And so I got to narrow down to a list of uh, three songs, and I'm going to share with you and talk about why I'm thankful and why I'm grateful for um, uh, this music existing. One, um, just in general, um, music is, is is such a lifeline for so many people. It doesn't connect with everybody on the same way. For those, for those people who are into music, who are um, uh, either musicians or uh, just really enjoy music in general, it, uh, there, there's a really a, a special connection to it. You know, there's, there's pop culture stuff like sports that, that are all, just always on. You know, like I was at the gym today and there's, there's volleyball on one TV and there's soccer on another TV and there's basketball on another TV going. And that seems to be kind of like the general um, that thing that, you know, most people connect with. But, um, but, but music is, is, is very, very special in a different way. And, and I don't want to take anything away from sports or people enjoying sports. I think that's totally fine. And I encourage that. And uh, you can be into both music and sports. That's the thing that happens for sure. But, um, uh, but I just feel like um, uh, music connects with people in such an emotional way that it, it, it's really kind of a unique thing. And it's fascinating to me that humans, for all of our existence on this earth, have uh, made music, uh, different cultures, everywhere you go, throughout history. Uh, when humans get together, they're whistling tunes. They're beating on drums. They're being stringed instruments. They're making flute type things, and it's just really an, an incredible thing. It's 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 a way that we connect with each other. It helps us bond socially. Um, it helps us uh, through times of grief. It helps us in, in times of celebration. Uh, it helps us process things that are that are complex and complicated. And it's just like an, an amazing thing. So um, just in general terms, I'm very grateful for music. And I'm grateful that when I was 13, my mom uh, bought me a guitar for my birthday. And I've been playing ever since. So it's been over 30 years that I've been playing guitar. Uh, she bought me a little acoustic guitar and got me some guitar lessons, got me going. And then I 
spent most of my teen years in my room um, playing music way too loud and trying to figure out songs in my bedroom by myself. So um, that's great. But uh, it also led me down um, unbelievable paths of, of, of finding other friends to play music with um, and, uh, and and playing in, in, in various bands, um, punk band um, early on. Um, you know, just right, right now, hopefully, my, my friend Andy uh, is coming up here to uh, Northern Nevada to visit family. Uh, shout out to Andy. Um, uh, it was one of the uh, guitar players in, in my first band and uh, still lifelong friends with uh, a lot of the guys that I played music with. And uh, it's just such a cool way to connect with other people. And it's been such a huge thing in my life. And then uh, later in life, starting the radio show, starting the podcast, um, I, it's, it's opened up so many opportunities for me to connect with musicians and artists, uh, do interviews. Um, I'm up to over 100 episodes on the podcast at this point. And I've just had a, a just a wonderful opportunity to speak with other humans about the creative process, about the creative spirit, about what it takes to write a song, to perform in front of people. And, uh, and some of them happen to be some of my favorite musicians of all time. And that's just been an incredible, uh, an incredible journey for me. So I'm so grateful to, uh, to have had that. So I want to talk about um, uh, three different songs, three different artists that have uh, affected me in different ways throughout my life and um, are, are, are very special for me. And um, I, I'm very grateful for their existence. So, first one, I got to start off um, and I, with, uh, with one of my favorite songwriters of all time, Mr. Jason Isbell. And um, uh, we're going to listen to a song called Cover Me Up. Now, Cover Me Up is a beautiful, beautiful tune. It's off Southeastern. It's the first track off Southeastern. And that was a seminal record. I did an episode on South, uh, Southeastern because it was the 10-year anniversary this year. So, go check out that episode if you haven't listened to it yet. Amazing album. And the first track is Cover Me Up. And uh, this is a special tune because... Um, it, in that, in the time of him writing that album and recording it, he was going through um, uh, through rehab and uh, uh, overcoming alcoholism. And uh, this this song is a song that he wrote for Amanda Shires, his current wife. They were dating at the time, and it, it's just such a beautiful tribute to um, the two of them, their relationship, her helping him get into rehab and and and, and giving him a reason to uh, to get cleaned up and um, and to stop drinking. And um, now. He's you know released multiple albums since then. Um, he's you know uh, just just killing it, just crushing it out there, um, uh, out and appearing on you know TV and radio and pop culture and all that kind of stuff, and uh, really making an imprint in the world of music and uh, appearing on podcasts. A lot of people talk about him being one of the greatest living songwriters and stuff like that. So uh, so what an incredible uh, you know kind of character arc for him that that's been uh, super fun to watch. Um, but his fans connect with this song on such an amazing level. Um, there's a, there's a line in the song where he talks about uh, the process of, of, of giving up drinking. And, uh, he says, I swore off that stuff forever this time. And, uh, whenever he does that, the crowd is usually drinking and they'll lift up their glass, which is funny, uh, to him just as a cheer. And you can hear the whole crowd just erupt in, 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 uh, applause for him. And, uh, they kind of toast him as well, which is, is just kind of funny. But, um, when, when my wife and I saw him in Oakland at the, uh, the Fox theater, the crowd did did that and it was it was a fun moment and it's such it's such a beautiful song so um so there's that on top of that just the the actual songwriting the melody it's uh it, it's it's unbelievable and um it's become a hit for um a, a bro country guy a pop country guy morgan wallen not a huge fan of morgan wallen myself um but you know i'm, I'm not trying to yuck other people's yums um but um uh, his his voice just doesn't really appeal to me um uh, but it, it, i think it's a credit to the songwriting that um that that guy was already a big 
pop country artist and uh, Isabel's song uh, was it was a big hit for him so um, what a, what an incredible tune so we're gonna listen to a little bit of uh, cover me up from Jason Isbell and I'll catch you back here in a minute Jason Isbell. Such a, such a beautiful, beautiful tune. It's very tasteful and uh, it's touching it's, and it's a very emotional song. I love that one. So thank you, Jason Isbell, for that one. Now, next one we're going to talk about is um, I, I wanted to include Nirvana uh, somewhere on this list because Nirvana is is such a huge, huge influence for me musically. It's one of the first rock bands that I really got into and it led me down the, the path to, um, to discovering a bunch of other bands and the genre of punk rock uh, that uh, that I wasn't super familiar with, and uh, that was pretty life changing for me. So Nirvana, um, when they when they first hit the scene uh, with that um, uh, with that album and smells like Teen Spirit and everything, uh, I, the, my, my, one of my first uh, memories of them is is being over at my friend Matt's house. So I was in middle school at the time, and uh, the video for that song came on, and it was stunning. Now at the time, um, you had all that like '80s like hair rock and all that kind of stuff um, happening, and and the music videos were obscene and absurd, and there was fire and explosions and like hot chicks everywhere, and it was just ridiculous. Like the whole thing just became this bloated corporate nonsense kind of thing, and a million people have shared their their opinion of all that. And Nirvana um, was just like an explosion in the world of music. Like it was these the three dudes who look like normal guys that maybe you like would go to high school with or something. Uh, they, they're kind of grungy and kind of you know a little not not the and I don't want to call them ugly, but like they weren't the, the like you know traditional rock star kind of a look, and uh, they just they look kind of normal, and and that was their 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 appeal because they're very relatable to everybody and um that was that was a that was like a nuclear bomb in my life when i saw that video i was just watching it like what is this this is so crazy and it was so fun to watch but um stayed with them and uh, as the career developed and whatnot and then um when the, the the album came out for uh the unplugged uh show that they did for mtv that one really stuck with me and uh, i had the tape i had a ford bronco and uh, like a 1976 ford bronco and i would listen to that over and over and over and over again so many times and uh, the song that really blew me away was so so emotional is the very last song on the album and it's a it's a cover of a lead belly uh, tune and not really a lead belly tune it's it's a it's a tune that's been out kind of in in the world for a very long time it's a folk tune and, and folk tunes uh, tend to be that way they'll, they'll change names 
there'll be lyrical changes, but the, but the song has existed for a very long time uh, under the name In the Pines and then uh, Where Did You Sleep Last Night. And Either one, it's kind of interchangeable. And, and music used to be like that. It, we have everything documented now, and it's the artist and the label and the this and the that. But, like, you know, for most of human history, songs were just songs just kind of floating out there, and people would play them or not play them or whatever. So this is a really, really old song, and uh, it was it was um, uh, made famous by a version that, that, that Lead Belly did, the famous blues musician Lead Belly. Um, and uh, and that was a big deal. Uh, Kurt Cobain mentions Lead Belly before he before he plays this song, and um, and, and that's a pretty cool thing, uh, kind of giving a, a, a shout-out to that. And I, I had never heard of that guy before. Um, that was about the time I was discovering blues artists like Robert Johnson because of Eric Clapton and, uh, and that whole thing. But for the most part, um, you know, hadn't really dug into American roots music. And so this was, this is a cool first exposure to that whole thing. Um, so I'm going to play a little bit of, uh, um, the last part of that song. It's moving, it's touching. You've probably heard it before, but um, still one of my favorite songs of all time. So here you go. This is, um, this is going to be, uh, where did you sleep last night by Nirvana? Here you go. In the pines where the sun don't ever shine I would shiver the whole night through Sleep last night from Nirvana, and uh, that song uh, just kills me every time. Uh, that last little buildup um, before he comes in and um, uh, starts with the, the, the higher register, the screaming, you can hear the growl in his voice. Um, it's just like it's moving, it's emotional, and it moves me as much now as it did back when um, when it first uh, came out. And um, I love it, I love it so much, and uh, so much passion in that voice, and uh, there was so much passion in that man. So, um, love that one. Also love uh, when it, when it gets uh, to the to the big build up and then it stops and you hear like the whole band drops out and you can hear him um, like take a breath like I just love that part I love he like stops and then he, he stops for like an extra second and he goes like <sighs> and then he goes into the next line and <laughs> it's like oh my god like there's such a real human moment you know where he's just kind of exasperated by by uh, putting um, out that much emotion uh, in the, in the song and uh, just needs a little second. To collect himself and take a breath um, before uh, finishing up the tune. Love that. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, so good. So, all right. So, moving on to uh, Jerry Garcia and uh, David Grisman. This is um, 
this is a song that um, uh, that was also very uh, very important to me, very um, uh, special to me as well. And um, uh, this is um, uh, a song called "Friend of the Devil." So, "Friend of the Devil" is a Grateful Dead tune, and the Grateful Dead were you know an American um, uh, psychedelic rock band from the 1960s, and uh, just legendary um, legendary uh, fan base and, and all those sorts of things. And um, the the Grateful Dead have been uh, super special and super um, important to a lot of people but Jerry Garcia is a you know a roots musician and really into it and uh, in the 90s put out a couple of albums with David Grisman uh, David Grisman's an incredible uh, f- uh, mandolin player and um, and so he uh uh, has just done so it's it's hard to remember how many um, different albums and, and artists he's played with he's kind of like a jazz musician he's kind of like a folk musician and um is is just huge in in that world of everything so um uh, so the two of them got together in the 90s and recorded some really legendary albums um Jerry Garcia and David Grisman and they had another band uh, kind of around them um so um this is one of the first songs that I really got into from them it's off uh, the song friend of the devil is off uh, American Beauty which is one of their their, their uh, most important and popular uh, studio albums, but uh, this is one of those songs that um, uh, I just love. And when you play with other bluegrass musicians, other folky type musicians, uh, most people will know how to play this song, and it's it's really fun and really um, uh, pretty pretty straightforward to play. And uh, it's just been um, uh, just a, a beautiful tune. So uh, I'm not only grateful for this song, I'm also grateful for the. Um, uh, the presence of that the, the, those albums, um, and they've had such a huge impact on uh, the world of roots music that I'm into right now. So this is uh, Jerry Garcia, David Grisman, friend of the devil. Here you go. Listen to this for a little bit. go a little friend of the devil by jerry garcia and david grisman so that is that so there you go that's um uh, three artists and three songs that i'm grateful for that i'm thankful for that they exist in the world and um, i just think um uh, those songs are are very very beautiful and um, very meaningful to me. So I hope you have a great Thanksgiving with your family. I hope you um, uh, have a good Thanksgiving weekend. I know a lot of people like to use this time to travel and and, and uh, see people they haven't seen for a very long time. So um, 
Hope everything goes great uh, with that. If you have, you know, disconnections from family and stuff like that, that happens too. You know, I totally understand, but I hope you had uh, some people to connect with and uh, enjoy this time and, and, and find some reasons to be uh, grateful and thankful in the world. I'm trying to um, to do more of that in my life um, because the world has been so um, frustratingly dark recently and um, just trying to find some, um, some, some things to be grateful for in life, so... There you go. All right. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Just a quick reminder to follow me on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Like and subscribe to the show wherever you're listening to this. Leave a rating and tell a friend. Also, big thanks to Charlie Marks for providing the music for the show. Until next time, everybody. Have a good one.